Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Dive into crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds. Or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on a trip. Doctor's board first side. And fast side. What's going on, Drew? Oh, it's happy day, man. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Armageddon, did you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what they is started, wrong? What did they start? Bomb storm or something? No, they, first it was a bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. Then it was an atmospheric river. Oh, right. Then it was massive flooding. Yeah. This morning I saw a thousand-year event. A thousand. And I thought, are you fu- – this is like – this. I, I don't know about you, but this seems like a routine Pacific storm to me. It got a little heavy in some areas. As these things come in, they always cause mudslides. Always. Mm-hmm. And they aren't really a problem unless they go on like a week. Mm-hmm. That's when the shit hits the fan. After a week, the mud starts to really come down the hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, rained. I, I drove to Orange County yesterday. Mm-hmm. The rain mm-hmm. back in the rain. Uh, rained. Well, <laughs> like you know, listen. Going on. I drove back from Santa Barbara on Sunday. It's raining. It's raining. They'd evacuated Santa Barbara. Really? They made them evacuate. Pathetic. Well, okay. So here's the. Um Thing. Yeah. Uh, ways don't lie, as Shakira would say. Mm. And uh, Drew doesn't get the reference, but uh. you know Byron does because he's young, mm. he's hip. Mm. All right. Now, I was in uh, Malibu the other day, and uh, 
it was raining, and I'm hearing all the stories about staying home. Everyone needs to stay home. Oh, the alerts keep coming up on my car. Uh, you know I, what I, mean? I almost, I almost got in an accident when the alert first came up. Like, what the fuck? This, this well, the sound comes out of your phone. The thing like, about the alerts is like flash flooding in Victorville. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to Victorville. Victorville's two hours away, I, at it's, least. Yeah. You know. So anyway. But I am off a of PCH, which okay. which can be troublesome in the rain. Mudslides for mudslides, and um, which routinely is a problem. So I just checked to see because yeah. I got to come into work, yeah. and so um, what's what's it like out there? And it gives me the the time to get to my destination, which is from Malibu to here, and the time's about three minutes less than what it normally is when the sun is shining because more people are staying home, right. and I just happily drive here. Yeah. In, in the rain and um, go about my business. And so, no, it's it's not a thing. Um, but news is sensational now, of course. But also a problem that I was talking to, uh, I've talked to you about a few times, and I uh, was sort of drilling down with, uh, with Zuby on uh, ACS, uh. which is the, the safety proclamation Ugh. is... It has a downside. It's a big downside. And nobody realizes the downside with the safety stuff, at least initially, Mm. you know. So we do kind of, you know, when somebody floats an idea like, well, we need to open up the border and have an asylum cities and stuff like that. There are people who go, "Hmm, hold on. I, I don't know what that's going to lead to. There could be a problem here. You you tell the police to pull back. We could have more crime, uh, which we do instantly. You yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, geez, you open up the border, we could get a lot of people coming across, and some of them could be folks we don't want in this country. And so, But the safety thing is much more insidious. It gets much less pushback, and it's a lot more invisible. And so people tend to kind of go along with it. You know, they, they sort of go, well, you know, what's wrong with seatbelt laws? And everyone goes, well, nothing's wrong with seatbelt laws. You wear a seatbelt. It, it, it always starts in some sane, rational yes. place, you know. Yes. Okay. Well, then how about a uh, helmet law for motorcycles? And people go, well, there's always this thing. I never quite understand it. But they do this thing where they go, well, why is it our business if somebody wears a helmet on it? Well, 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 I'll tell you why it's our business. That guy gets in a motorcycle. Ride. We have to pay. Right. We have to pay. Right. I said to you for a million years, my grandfather smoked, had a massive heart attack at you know 68. Yeah. Doctor said, you don't quit smoking. You're not going to see 70. Yeah. Uh, he quit. He lived till 93. You're, and, now you're paying. In his last 10 years, <laughs> right. we paid $2 billion <laughs> right. for my grandfather to right. stay alive. And I right. said way back. Yeah. I said, well, why don't you just let him smoke and then he'll die at 70? And they go, because we have to pay for it. And I go, okay, but what do you mean we have to pay for it? He's dead. Yeah. He's dead at 70. Well, we'll have to pay for the 18 months he's not dead. You know, it's like, yeah, but when he, if he makes it to 93, we'll pay for the last decade yeah. of his life. And everyone went, you don't get it. We have to pay. If he's So first off, this we have to pay proclamation I'm now filing that under secondhand smoke. Like I don't I I assume you guys are just lying. Why these people going on in their nineties, they stop working 
when they're 72, this is 20 years later that they're just sort of sucking off the teat of the society. I, was, I, I don't get the math yeah. here. So yeah. they lie. Yeah. So that's that's number one. The safety thing is insidious and it's slow. You know, they kind of go, all right, so we got the helmets on everybody, and then we got the, the smokers out the building, and then we got the seatbelts on everybody. And then it just it just keeps marching forward. Yeah. And by the way, chick think this is safety. We're, we're about safety. And if you argue with safety, everyone turns on you. You know what I mean? You go, well, why should we have a mandate that kids have to wear helmets when they're you don't want kids? You know, and it just it just goes so. and it goes and it becomes safety Uber Alice. Uber Alice. And safety just like defunding the police or opening the border or getting rid of math test scores in the Oakland School District, it has a byproduct. Yep. And the byproduct is costly and it it impinges on civil liberties and it costs society in general. Just economically. How about spiritually? Yes, so shelter yes. in place. You know, right, it's such right, a disgust. Right. And by the way, shelter in place with your porn and your screens and your Snapchats. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. But uh, you know my, my continued obsession with the French Revolution. I had an insight just yesterday where I thought, oh my goodness. The, you know, the, the French during the revolution formed these bureaus, these committees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of took over. One took over from another, took over from another. But the one that went totally nuts that was run by Robespierre, mm-hmm. right, that perpetrated the terror so-called with all the guillotines. Do you know what it was called? No. The Committee for Public Safety. Oh, wow. Isn't that fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. And I, saw, I, heard, I thought of that yesterday. I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. They... Use guillotines in the name of public safety. Yes. And and that was their big that was how they got the compliance. Right. It's in your best interest. Right. You're safe, safer with us. Mm-hmm. That should when you hear safety, you should be immediately you should vomit. Right. You should vomit and get angry. Right. So um now you go, well, then you'll have cities and states that are very safety oriented which is where where we live and so when it starts raining they'll start i mean they're really we're saying shelter in place yes with the rain and so yeah, the, i'm surprised they didn't use those words they probably somebody must use those words the reason i was able to shave three minutes off my commute the other day is because everyone was sheltering in place while yeah. i was happily driving not yeah. not to mention there's also another side of this that people don't really you know, I think it's a little too inside baseball and technical or, or whatever it is. But you have to really think this way. You know, I've said it a million times. Um, the speed limit where we are is been unchanged for 40 years, mm. you know. Um, but 40 years ago, my mom was driving around a VW Squareback. Right. And her VW Squareback had... Uh, retread tires on it, by the way. My mom, my mom couldn't spring for new tires. Right. We bought old tires right. that had a new tread put on them, which would delaminate and, and come off. Obviously, it's not a new tire. And, and I remember the tires on that particular vehicle were about this wide. About, <laughs> about three inches wide. 
Yeah, she, like a bicycle she tire. would have like 75 yeah. series tires, skinny ass retread tires, right? Drum brakes in the rear mm. and disc brakes in the front, but not vented. Skinny, thin disc and no anti-lock anything. No electric sensors no, or wipers. No, no, no. I mean, no. the wipers, you could barely see the, yes. through the through the windshield. No. no such thing as a rear wiper no. for the rear rear window. You know, defrosters and, you know, and also things like, you know, automatic braking and lane change alerts and sensors and stuff. It's all nothing. Nothing. Right. So my mom driving around that VW Squareback in the rain was something to contend with. Yes. Uh, on a good day. On, oh, on a clear yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. If If my mom, and you would see this frequently... If you had to do an emergency stop, like really jam on the brake, the car would pull violently to one side or the other. Like a little puff of smoke would come out where one tire locked up, but not the other, you know, and the thing would pull, right? Yeah. You remember, remember when you'd slam on the brakes and yes. the thing would start pulling? Oh, it used to be one one way that people would kind of test cars out back in the days. They'd just sort of get going down the street and they'd let go of the steering wheel and hit the brake and see which side yeah. it yanked it toward, yeah, yeah. right? Okay, but we're driving around modern-day cars with anti-lock brakes and rear disc and vented disc and all the bells and the whistles, not to mention just how much more visible everything. The mirrors are bigger. They're yeah. better. You know, a rear-view mirror used to be the size of a ladies' compact, you know, on the outside of the car fogged over. Now they're this big and they're heated so they don't fog up. It's just a, a. It's like comparing a old biplane yeah, like to a, a right, modern a Wright brother plane versus. Yeah, I'll give it a World War One okay, biplane okay, okay. to a modern jet, and then yeah. you're going, "Why are you going so fast?" Yeah. It's like, well, because the technology yeah. lets us do it. Yeah. All right, yeah. Drew, do your uh, thing. This spot. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the best relationships happen when both people put in work. And, uh, of course, I myself been a product of therapy. I've done therapy with patients for many years. I'm a fan of BetterHelp. I've uh, sent patients, family, friends, been very pleased with the services they provide there. And uh, it's flexible. It's online. You can no longer justify stigma as a reason you're not doing it. It's entirely online. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, me might want to try BetterHelp. It's entirely online. As I said, it's conveniently. It's flexible. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. And listen, if you start thinking to yourself, I'm embarrassed or it's stigmatized, that kind of nonsense, then you're just not wanting to go because mm. there's none of that. That is not a viable excuse. It's better help. Right, Emmy? That's right. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam and Drew today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam and Drew. So... This is a, a, another thought I had. So they want us off the roads, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, off the roads because it's raining. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't see a lot of accidents, which is kind of interesting, but I drove a lot in the last three days. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I get uh, that's, there's more accidents when we're on the roads. But think about this. Where are all the, I'll use a dramatic word, catastrophic events associated with rain and wind? Where do they happen? Do they happen on the road? Right. They happen in people's houses and backyard. Mm -hmm. So now they're home, 
for the mudslide to come in and, and, and kill them or the tree to fall on them. And yeah. so they're keeping people this, – this reminds me of COVID because in home, the in-home environment was where COVID was spread. Mm. So you're holding people where it spread. By the same token now, you're holding people in the environment where rain does the damage, where the hills – what do you hear about in L.A.? Houses going down the hillside. Well, right. guess what? Now it's going to have people in it. Well done, yeah. everybody. Well done. Yeah. To me, I don't even break it down that far. I'm just sort of like, okay, more more of this. And um, we don't – you know, it's now spread to the weather, but it's just everywhere and it's all sensational. And I don't – I just – I well, stop listening. It, it feels like it's got a motivation behind it that's coming, which is – now we're going to tell you about climate change. Well – all, Although it may not. It may just be the sensational bullshit. Well, no, no, no. There, A lot of people, are when they're talking about the border, are saying these are climate refugees. <laughs> <laughs> no. What, the average 19-year-old <laughs> from Honduras. Do you think we talked to him about climate? Do you think he's got something to say about it or uh, he's been affected by it or something? Uh, I mean, it is, it is a... Our new world order where something is brought up could be climate, could be racism, could be whatever. And then we just work it into some narrative and we beat that drum so hard that eventually people just sort of go, well, that must be what is. I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't I, look is I, I bring up a lot. We used to talk. They used to talk here about Africanized killer bees, Ugh. you know, coming yeah. over to Mexico and to Texas and killing uh. ranchers and stuff. And listen, um, they stopped talking about it because it just never happened. Right. You, you know what I mean? But right. if they never stopped talking about it <laughs> and it was, you know, in every NFL end zone and killer bees or whatever it was, uh, then most kids would grow up and assume there were killer bees. I mean, that's just, how can you expect an 11-year-old who's in this society? You know, you know. I was thinking about it through the, uh, I was thinking about, um, I, I think about race all the time, and I think about the horrible message and how dangerous it is and how no one really talks about it except for me, but it's destructive and blah, 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 blah. But you, you know, you know, we start thinking about what about these young kids, you know, what did they, what are they going to grow up with? But as you think about it now, and I'll, I'll talk about an encounter I had at the airport, um, you know, you get a 23-year-old chick, um, she's out in the workforce. Mm. And, and the, the race discussion, oppression, society, endemic, whatever, uh, that's been around for her, her life. I mean, she's, you know, this isn't four years old yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's 15 years old. Yeah. It's been nonstop. And this 23-year-old person grew up in a vat of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Amy, did you find any of those clips uh, you were looking for? I did. Um, oh, man, there's a couple of doozies. A couple of doozies. And and also, it's just this great uh, alchemy or combination of things, which is you, you go... We got to elect a black mayor of Chicago so we can show everyone we're not racist. And then he, when he gets up there, people go, well, what's up with the budget? Then he goes, it's because I'm black. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's what you guys just did to yourselves. Mm. You did this thing, Mm. and now they're going to play this card. Um, This is Brandon Johnson of Chicago, the mayor of Chicago. Now, remember, their last mayor was a black lesbian. 
So this all this like I'm the first. Well, not anymore. You had a, you had someone with two intersectional points, lesbian and black before you, but and female. Yep. Oh, um, and female. Yeah. yeah. Third. Uh, but now black heterosexual Brandon Johnson mayor is going to um, explain why he's not had a chance to get down to the border to figure out what's going on with the border crisis and all the migrants being dropped off in his city and taking all the shelters and the governmental um, services services that are reused for his constituency. But here he is. I have children who attend schools who have soccer games, y'all. You know, you all are asking me as if I'm not a parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date. And I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children on the west side of the city of Chicago. I am going to the border as soon as possible. (laughs) <laughs> he has a schedule. They have reminds me that kids. I need my hair done. It reminds me of that. He, a bit. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. yeah, she cares about her looks. Yeah. Um, okay. Every, I would reckon to say almost every mayor has a wife and kids and a schedule and a schedule <laughs> with soccer. And by the way, I don't mind him not going to the border. Why should he go to the border? Why should this guy go to the border? No, I don't. I don't. He, he should ask his colleagues in the federal government to. Solve this problem that he's got. Yes. What does he having black kids and a black wife have to do with the border? Yeah. That's the it's whole a point. schedule. He's busy. But that, that this is all this is going to lead to him. By the way, he he does these sort of I'm the first. You replaced a black female lesbian. Yeah, it was weird that he said you've never had a mayor like me. That was. Well, we've had a black mayor. Yeah. And we've had mayors with kids and a wife. Yeah. So we have. I guess we've not had both at the same right. time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So he wants people to get off his back because he's black. Mm. That's, that's well, at least essential. he listed the problems he, I, that he should be concerned with. I, I like that. Right. He actually do, listed do you the understand where this is to... leading, yes, through? Do you yes, understand do. that this is now the new world order? Oh, yeah. And also, you got to think to yourself, what the fuck with places like Chicago? You just got done with Lori Lightfoot. But that wasn't bad enough for you guys. You went further into the abyss with this. This guy is more progressive than she is. But they're like, no, that's what we're doing. I mean, they're, they're a lot like L.A. does the same thing, yeah, right? It's like yeah. we, we're, just, we're going further in that direction that doesn't work. I don't think they understand who these folks are. Like, I, I didn't really understand who Karen Bass was. I mean, the average person, I'm guessing, doesn't. I didn't know who she was either, other than she was a kind of a lifelong city council, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I've said to you, Drew, since 1996. Karen Bass is our mayor here in Los Angeles. Yes. I've said since 1996 to you, I said, let's just get a businessman in there and he'll handle the city oh, yeah. like a business. Oh, just yeah. run it like a business. That's all. Yeah, yeah. It'll all be run like a business. And we had a guy who was a top-notch businessman who would have run the city like a business, but we don't. We don't like that because what about the empathy? And he's a rich white guy. Can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you guys about Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger show with the world's best counterfeiter. How long does it take to print $250 million? Five months. It needs to be worthwhile. It's going to need to be perfect. 12,500 kilos or over eight Toyota Camrys 
or six Ford F-150s. That is multiple metric tons of cash. You must have been stoked, man, because you knew you were going to put $20 bills all over all of that and then just never work again. Yes. By design, there are people specifically looking for you all the time. This is all they do. You can tell them whatever you want. They're not dummies. I mean, this is as high as it goes. This is top of the line. For more on how Frank Barassa printed his own fortune and got away with it, check out episode 488 on The Jordan Harbinger Show, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, listen, I've got some news about a new product called Sugar Shift. It's a Sugar Shift probiotic by BiotiQuest. Navigating probiotics can be a little bit challenging. BiotiQuest Sugar Shift makes it easy. Sugar Shift is not typical. It's a makes it what makes it stand out is it's the probiotic powerhouse that just doesn't just restore balance. It addresses some of the inflammation, irregularity, helps hopefully curb sugar cravings. Sugar Shift converts glucose to and fructose in the gut to the prebiotic mannitol. Mannitol is a free radical scavenger, promotes more diverse microbiome. It's a patented formula with eight probiotic strains not found in other probiotics. And look, the right product, Restore Harmony, that's what this is. Here's an exciting part. You get 15% off the first three months of your Sugar Shift subscription with the promo code DREW15. While results may vary, clinical trial results indicate the best results do come at three months and beyond. Take charge. We're all thinking about our gut health. There's a lot of renewed interest in the balance in our gut. You can take charge with BioT, BiotiQuest, B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T, BiotiQuest, BiotiQuest, B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T.com, and the code is Drew15. There's a, there's another clip that's uh, that's excellent. <laughs> Again, these guys should be embarrassed, Yeah, don't you think? Yeah. Talking about their black kids and their black, trying to raise them on the west side of Chicago. I, well, I don't know what that means. Mm. Are there black people on the west side of Chicago? The south side is the problem. Area, is he right? being discriminated against or his kids being like what is this claim why you know my kids are italian okay that's their descent why why would that factor into whatever it is i'm doing mm. do you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's it's insidious it's mostly embarrassing to play this card all the time uh i don't i don't think this is the mayor new york uh, adams uh, clip i was looking for but all right let's uh Let's hear it. Let's see. We got Things that are headed over who decides where the resources are headed are headed by black and brown people across the entire state and city. We have the leader of the city, person of color. Leader of the city, a person, person of color. DA in Manhattan, person of color. DA in the Bronx, person of color. All of this chocolate. What are we going to do? All right. This wasn't the one. The one I'm talking about was very recent. It was on the floor of like a gymnasium. But but again, but I see I see some of this stuff as positive because because no. he's acknowledging what you're acknowledging. He is? is? That, yes, that there are black leaders in all these positions. He's not saying there's you know things are in trouble. He's saying, you know, we've done it. They're all they're all in these positions. It's good. This is good. Yeah, why is it good is my point. And, and oh, by the way, when they do this thing where it's like, we need a black this, we need a black that, we need representation. Blacks are a minority. You know, they're 13% of the country. 
Why should it be 86% black? If it's if, if I'm using your metrics, you want representation in the numbers of the groups that that the, that are the population. You know what I mean? Like I, I think they would argue perhaps that in those environments, inner city, whatnot, there's the, it's higher. It's higher. But it's not 86 it's 86% versus 41%. It's not Yeah. Still not commensurate. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to uh, someone from New York who's who's in Eric. No, but hold on. What I'm saying is, just, just stop talking about race. Everyone's elected. Everyone has a job. Go do your job. You go outside the doors, and you just see. You step outside of this building, you just see everything. You just there's Hispanic and Armenian. There's mm-hmm. white people. There's just. There's just everything. Good. Now now set forth and be fruitful. Yes. You know what I mean? Now yes. do your job. Stop yes. talking about how many people from this group we got into this category. It's it's insane. Yeah. It's 2024. Nobody really cares. I told you Tom Bradley was the black mayor of Los Angeles 50 years ago. 50 years ago. Okay, we did it. Now let's run the city and stop talking about it and then stop using it as an excuse when you don't, because what they do is they fuck up their job and they go, people are only saying something because, or whatever Fannie Willis is saying that, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's a horrible shitstorm because you put the person in this position and then eventually the dissenters come out and go, you know, Kamala Harris, how come you're not doing a better job when you're like, oh, it's because I'm a black woman. And now we're talking about you being a black woman. Mm. And they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Mm. They know what they're doing. Why they even bring it up? Why not just bring up the border and tell me all you've done? Yeah. And it, then it creates a complacency <laughs> and a weakness where people just feel like, look, if you have an employee and it's understood you can't fire that employee, and he understands it, and you understand it, see how that employee performs. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, yeah. It'll breed that. All right. So maybe we'll find that other clip. It's, it is it is the exact same speech, talking about chocolate. But this one, he talks about the coming after him. You know what's interesting? I, think I was talking to By him. By the way, in New York. Well. The most know, progressive, bluest place in the world. For some reason, by, uh, Biden is snubbing him. He won't meet with him when he comes to New York. He won't speak his name. Yeah, it's not. Is it's, that because of the border stuff, I wonder, or what? Here's um, here's the theme with Biden. You, if you're on the left mm. or on the right, but, but if you're on the left and you start speaking out about him, Biden, federal government, not doing a good job on the border, uh a week later, there'll be some investigation by the DOJ showing that you took um, improper co- you know, contributions and right. finances or something. Just mysteriously, stuff starts popping up on you. So pathetic. It's really, it's, in, it's insane. You, it's, you speak out, and the next thing you know, you're getting investigated and then hauled into court. Lawfare, overreach. It's the weaponization, weaponization of the government. Mm-hmm. You're talking about civil liberties and freedoms and dictators. What do you think dictators do? Somebody says something they don't like, and they tell their DOJ, Department of Justice, or whatever they call it, look around, see what see what that guy's been up to. I want to know what that guy's been up to. And that's 
that's what's kind of ha- that essentially probably what's happening to Brandon, not Brandon Johnson, Eric, Eric Adams, Eric Adams that yeah. they he started speaking out, yeah, and they started looking into it. Mm-hmm. But he's saying it's because he's black, which mm-hmm. is, it, it's insidious. It's horrible. I blame everyone but me. And uh, oh yeah, here it is. This is this is. This is a good one. Also, Drew, can we at least agree on some of this? Doesn't it show that some of these guys have 10 cent heads? I, you know, it's it, certainly that would be a strategy used by people. Let me interrupt. It's raining outside, right? Yeah. Uh, we had a guy who used to work here <laughs> who had kind of a 10 cent head. And uh, at some point we were getting a Chick-fil-A order going to take over to Leno's and uh, he screwed the whole thing up badly, right? Mm. And when I said to him, look, there's, <coughs> you, you ordered three chicken sandwiches. There's me and Nate and uh, Mike August and then we're all going to Leno's to buy those guys lunch. And you think it was weird that he's got a whole crew over there and stuff and you bought three? <laughs> and you know what he said to me? It was raining outside. <laughs> and I said, what, what what does that have? Why well, don't get what the rain? What was the rain after? I don't know. But here's, here's my whole. But here's my point. When you're talking about having kids and a wife, and they're talking about the border, then you have a ten cent head. Yeah, you do. You just do. Yeah, I mean to float these ideas, or you have a ten cent head. You wouldn't float them. All right, well, well, at very minimum, it, it makes it appear that you have that. And do you really want that? You do have a 10-cent Th- head. That, that's the thing. No, you, you have a 10-cent head, Drew, because I know enough not to come at people with these notions. And you do, too. And so is everyone you know is bright. Thank you. All right, here we go. Sorry. Stand up. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. Black people. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out? Why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those who... How many of you go to church? All right. They're hating on him because of his diversity in New York, yeah. even though they represent the, the populace. See, to so, me, uh, it, it's sad that he would feel that way. He doesn't feel that way. Uh, He's lying. I, uh, Who's hating on him? First off, the white people in New York are amongst the most progressive people on the planet. Yeah. And then there's black and Hispanic or whatever. Who Who is the group? Yeah. They're hating on him because he appointed people of color. Right. Okay. Right. He's, he doesn't think that. Mm. Or, or he has a 10 cent head. Mm. Either way, it's not leadership. That isn't leadership. That's not leadership. You're, whether you're the football coach of the general, you know why they hate me? Because of something abstract that has nothing to do with me not really doing a good job. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to be in uh, Vegas February 22nd over at Kimmel's Club. I'm going to be in Kimmel's Club a lot. Just go to AdamCurl.com for all the live shows. What do you got, Drew? You can get everything from me at uh, DrDrew.com. And please do subscribe at our Rumble channel and cultivate low self-esteem, not pride. Absolutely. Until next time, Adam Crow for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. 
Addiction to Crime on Pluto TV. Unravel the mysteries on shows like CSI and Criminal Minds, or follow the clues in Blue Bloods and NCIS. With thousands of free crime movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is the true home of crime. Download the Pluto TV app and start streaming now on live channels and on demand. You better run for your life. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.